Welcome back to episode number five, Miss Callie's Story. Thank you so much for listening. And just know that I appreciate you for your interest and all of your comments. Many people ask me, why do I write about certain types of characters? Well, the short answer is, from a young child, I paid close attention to people and their behaviors. I also learned to be a good listener, which is a quality that has served me well as I journeyed through this life as a servant of God to God's people. I particularly enjoyed the funny things that people said and how they said them. Certain ones touched my soul in unique ways, and those ways kind of stuck with me, and they helped to shape my thinking in various ways. As you probably know, from listening to Sweet Isabel, Jolene's story, and now Miss Callie's story, you can see that I'm drawn like a magnet to what I call lemonade makers. For those of you that follow my writings, you probably understand what I mean by lemonade makers. People who have learned to be content in whatever state they find themselves in. Miss Callie was one such person. What about you? Are you that person? By the way, if you look closely and really listen, you just might find yourself in most of my stories, or at least someone that you know. Now, let's see what's going on with Miss Callie in this new episode. Episode number five. When I got to the nursing home, Miss Callie was not in her wheelchair on the porch. The nurse grabbed my hand and said, Come, come, come. Look at Miss Callie. Come see. I knew that nothing was wrong, or they would have been calling the ambulance instead of calling me. My first guess was, She was probably in there praying for that lady in room 412. Or that maybe she had called out a demonic spirit in someone because she was certainly capable. But much to my sweet surprise, I heard the singing down the hallway in the direction of her nice sunny room. She was singing and humming. (laughs) Jesus said, you can lean on me. Jesus said, you can just lean on me. I heard Miss Callie's voice. That voice was so strong. And Miss Callie was out of her wheelchair. (laughs) Taking baby steps holding on to her cane, just singing with all of her might. My Jesus said, you can lean on me. I won't let you fall. 
I won't let you fall. Hallelujah, Jesus. The tears began to flow from my eyes. I didn't even bother to wipe them away. I was so happy. I just stood there watching Miss Callie for a while. Then guess what I did? I'm kind of like Miss Callie now. Go on, guess. Of course, you probably already know that I couldn't or wouldn't let her sing her song by herself. You know the traits of a wannabe singer. I began to chime in with Miss Callie, singing softly with her. I said, you better sing, Miss Callie. You better sing that song. She lifted up one leg and began to move her hips and her shoulders. (laughs) And one of the nurses ran to the chapel and came back with a tambourine. Miss Callie said, thank you so much. She let go of that cane and began to sing. I won't let you fall if you just lean on me. Jesus said, you can just lean on me. She began to cry and say it, that Jesus said it. Hallelujah. She kept on saying that Jesus said it. Miss Callie began to minister that song right there. One of the nurses said, you know Miss Callie used to be a preacher. I said, no. I didn't know that. Now I understood her inner strength a little bit better. Now I understood why her life was so much more complete and settled than most people that I knew, even mine. Jesus said it. (laughs) That was a what a morning for me. I was more anxious now than before just to hear the rest of her story. I had to hear it. I had to hear what kind of hell got her to this place where her life was so strong like this, giving her life over to the Lord and trusting him with every fiber of her being. What kind of hell got her there? And yet, she was not too worn down to still talk about Jesus. And the fact that she could lean on him. She was not worn down. She was not weary. She was not sorrowful. I had to know what had brought her to this state of surrender. Actually, it was more submission than surrender. I was beyond excited that morning. It seemed that I worried about her children more than she did. I used to ask her frequently, you heard anything from your children, Miss Callie? Her answer was always the same. No, you? She would ask in that sassy way. You? You heard the thing from them? I reckon they all right. Nobody told me that they died. And the good Lord didn't whisper nothing to me about them. And then finally she said to me one day, I guess after she had finally gotten fed up with me asking, she said, Missy, you got two choices here. You can go out and look for them for yourself, or you can stay here in peace with contentment and get the lesson that the good Lord has for you. For you 
to get from what little life I have left. After Miss Callis said that, I was done asking about those self-righteous hypocrites. I just sat looking at Miss Callie, all shined up. <laughs> I finally pushed her out to the porch. She took my hand in hers and said, let's talk about you today. I quickly noticed that there was an ashy spot that I had missed on her hands. I gently pulled my hand out of hers and rubbed the oil potion on the missed spot. And she said, I said, Miss Callie, you don't have to thank me all the time for what I do. She said, I do have to thank you, and I will thank you. I said to her, I'm not here to talk about me, Miss Callie. I'm here to hear all about your life. I just saw what you did in that room. I didn't know that you were a preacher. I didn't know that you could sing like that. She said to me, she changed the subject just real quickly. She said to me, have you ever been in love? I thought it interesting that she had, that she said, have I ever been? Instead of saying, am I in love? (laughs) She was such a smart woman. I said, yes, Miss Kelly, I've been in love a few times. But love doesn't work for me. So I just write about love. She said, that's because you fell in love with the wrong people. She said, you have a tendency to do that. I can see that on you. You fall in love with the wrong people every time. I mumble under my breath, don't go straight, I do. She said, this is not fun and games. Don't play. I apologized to her. I felt ashamed that I didn't take it as seriously as I should. She accepted my apology after just straight looking at me for about 15 long minutes. When she said, this is not fun and games, she meant it. Her eyes said it. Her posture said it. I was sorry that I played like that. She finally spoke and said, next time, fall in love with the one that gave his life for you. The one that loved you when you were as ugly as sin. I said, ugly, Miss Callis? She said, yes. As ugly as sin. You made yourself real pretty for those others. And they still mistreated you. As pretty as you were. You gave them every ounce of yourself. And didn't even leave none for your own self. And they still didn't want you. They took and took until you were bone dry. That's why you're right. I know why you're right. (laughs) You're looking for love. Looking for somebody to love. Looking for something to love. The babies of this world... They only come every once in a while. So don't you wait to get to the nursing home to find true love. I want you to listen to me, you hear? I said, keep talking, Miss Callie. I'm listening. She said that if you are a Christian, 
if that's true, that you are a Christian, then let Jesus' unfailing love be your all in all. He won't let you fall. He won't let you down. You can lean on him. You can trust him. He won't take from you, but he will give and give and pour and pour until you will want no more and want no other. His love will just keep on coming. Nothing else will ever satisfy you. He's a giver. Listen to me. He is a giver, not a taker. And he will keep showing you ways to please him. He won't leave it up to you to come up with ways to please him. He'll tell you exactly what he wants. He makes it easy to love him. You will never do enough to please a man. Honey, you you never will. You won't do enough to even please your friends. But with Jesus, sweet Jesus, he will tell you how to love him. Hallelujah. He will tell you. And he'll make it so easy that you'll want to love him. Not so with the man. And guess what? I said, what, Miss Kelly? She said, and when you are as old as me, you will still know how to please him. This man Jesus I'm talking about. There's somewhere in the Bible that says, I can't recall it just yet, but I will before the day is over. There's somewhere that says, he is the lover of your soul. That's who you need to fall in love with. The one who is the lover of your soul. He won't hurt you ever. He won't make demands on you. And he surely will not let you down. Miss Kelly pulled her hands away and pulled my head down on her lap. I wanted to get up because I could feel the thinness of her body. And I thought that my big head and my shoulders would probably be too much on her frail body. But she pushed me back down with her bony fingers stroking my head, running her fingers through my hair. My shoulder-length straight hair. She said, I like your hair. The last thing I remember was her humming summertime to me. Summertime.
she just kept singing and rubbing my face and running her fingers through my hair. I don't know how long I lay with my head in 80-year-old Miss Callie's lap. Miss Callie was not my mother, my grandmother, or aunt. She was not even blood-connected to me in any way. And yet, I allowed myself to fall asleep in this lady's lap. And guess what? I was at peace there. More peace than I ever remember being in my life. Peace. Sweet peace. I was at home there in Miss Callie's lap. I woke up to her smiling down at me and to a head full of tight plaits. My scalp felt refreshed and cool. I felt my head all over and plaits were everywhere, all over my head. I wondered to myself, wow, what must I look like at this age? with plaits all over my hair. Miss Callie told the nurse to go get a mirror for me. And I have to tell you, I was scared to death to look. But I thought I might as well look. So I took a deep breath. And what I saw took my breath away. This lady, this 80-year-old lady was good at everything that she did. My head was a masterpiece. I said, Miss Callie, I love it. Did you work in a beauty shop? She said, no, I own a beauty shop. I said, Miss Callie, Miss Callie, you are something else. She said, well, what am I, baby? I said, you everything, Miss Callie, you everything. She said to me, baby taught me how to do hair when we were young children. And then I taught my daughter. I haven't done this in years, but I wanted to give you something of myself. I hope you're not too bothered that I change your hairstyle. Miss Callie, I'm not bothered at all. You are so creative. I'm going to wear it like this for a good while. I wet my lips and kissed her. I kissed her face all over, and then I kissed her hands. Wow. I love myself some Miss Callie. Yes. I'd seen this beautiful area where there was a waterfall. I found it when I was on my way to Miss Callie's one day the most beautiful waterfalls ever. So I asked the nurse at home if I could take Miss Callie there. They agreed, but they made me sign some kind of paperwork accepting full responsibility for Miss Callie, which I didn't mind. I wanted to be responsible for her. She kept looking up toward the heavens. I knew that she was wishing that she could go on to be with the Lord on that day. Truth be told, I wished it for her. 
When I took her to that area where the waterfalls were, she could hear the water before she got there. She said, my, my, my. The sound of the water falling onto the rocks and splashing over into the rolling waters, traveling downstream to God only knows where, I began to hum summertime. I hummed it to her, and she began to sing it. Summertime, and the living is easy. I bask in her joy. I was so glad that the Lord reminded me of that place. I didn't have a camera. I wish that I had. But I kept looking up at Miss Callie as she listened. She, she turned her head and she began to listen to the sound of the water. Falling, splashing on the rocks. Splashing over into the other rolling waters. Traveling downstream. I kept saying, Lord, what else can I do for this lady? But she took it in. Miss Callie had a certain way of looking at things. She looked as if it was, it was as if she was a part of it. Like she and the waterfall were one. She knew how to look at life. She could feel it. That was the sound. That whole day had a sound. Seeing her singing and dancing and ministering, that had a sound for me. Watching her right now, looking up toward the heavens, listening to every sound, every tiny sound of the water falling was a blessing to my life. I was wondering, Lord, what did I do to deserve to be here with this regal, sweet, small frame woman with wisdom beyond her time? Wisdom that I would never forget. My Miss Callie touched a place inside of me that no one ever could and no one ever would. I knew that. I knew that no one on this earth ever would touch me the way she did. The Lord had handpicked me to see and to feel this kind of love, this kind of woman. This was divine. If I wasn't a Christian for real, I would say that it was magical. But instead, I would say it was definitely majestic. And guess what? It was mine. All mine. Miss Callie blew my mind. Miss Callie touched my soul. I felt whole with Miss Callie. She was the real deal. I met a lot of people. I met a lot of Christians. But Miss Callie was the real deal. Jesus said, you can lean on me. Jesus said, 
you can lean on me. Why? I won't let you fall. I said, Miss Callie, we're going to leave now. Are you all right to leave? She said, whenever you're ready. She said, I didn't even know this was here. I didn't know I was going to see such a thing. So whenever you're ready, I'm ready. In fact, I'm right ready whenever you're ready. I said, Miss Callie, you want to sing again? You want to tell me what Jesus said? She said, no, you tell me what Jesus said. I said, Jesus said that I can lean on him. She said, well, you better lean on him then. You better lean on him for the rest of your life. I got Miss Kelly ready, and I put her back in my car and took her back to the nurse at home. The nurses were out there waiting on her. They were waiting for her. They ever so gently, I watched them. It was as if Miss Kelly was precious cargo to them. We're talking about in the nursing home. Most of you know about nursing homes. Most of you know what kind of care is given at, at the nursing home and in the nursing home. But they handled her with kid gloves. They all ran out to her with a smile, as if she was a queen or something. They said, Miss Callie, you're back. She said, I'm back. One lady said, you're back in the black, Miss Callie. <laughs> she said, I'm just back. And she began to talk about the waterfalls, the sound of the waterfalls. I kissed her all over her face. And I said, Miss Callie, I don't want to leave you. So she said, but you have to. She said, if the Lord is willing, say that, she said. Say, if the Lord is willing, I'll see you again, Miss Callie. I repeated what she said. I obeyed. I said, if the Lord is willing, I will see you again. But I still knew in my heart that if I didn't see Miss Callie ever again, it was a win-win for both of us. I pray that you've enjoyed this episode of Miss Callie. And as I said earlier, listen closely and see what you hear. See what kind of sound you heard from this. See if you can find yourself in this particular episode of Miss Callie's story. Miss Callie in the nursing home. Miss Callie. 80 years old with strength and might and love and laughter but more than anything Miss Callie took lemons and made lemonade God bless you until next time